Ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers, welcome back to the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. That's right. It is fourth and troll fantasy. And we are back with another great episode for you on this lovely Tuesday. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And as I just stated, and I'll double down on it because it is another beautiful episode on this lovely Tuesday. We've got just so many things to go over. It's been a long time since we've done a Tuesday show. I know you guys have missed some fluke or for real. Some, I did some Thursday night football preview. I did too. And, uh, and on all the goodies here for you, but first things first, we are going to do, do the normalities here. And Wes, I think it's formalities, but it's, you know, I normalities formalities. I like what you said. I'm going to stop that on a shirt. Yeah. We get merchandise. Do the our slogans, mark my words, do it again, uh, forget about it, all the things we've said. Yeah, maths. Which then, then the maths, maths, baby. I yeah. like this one. Do the normalities. Do the Wes, normalities. How's it going? <laughs> Good. All right. So here's the thing. We got the last, last regular season game for fantasy football. All right. Yeah. Four, I'm in four leagues. I have a chance to make playoffs in three of them. One nice. of them I'm locked in. One of them in uh, one of the two leagues we're in together, Noah, I'm locked in. The other you one, are. I have a really good shot to make it. I'm first in the uh, the division. And then in another one, I'm winning in as the last seed in the playoffs. So it's tough. The other one, I had uh, an injured Jamar Chase and Najee Harris and Kyle Pitts as my first Oof. three picks. So I'm last in that one, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm excited for this last regular season for fantasy football. How are you doing? How's, how, are, how are your teams holding up? Yeah, I'm already sweating. So that's yeah, good. Um, that. You know, we're, we're one day past week 13 and I'm already sweating. I'm a, uh, I had an opportunity. I had an opportunity this past week to clinch my playoff spot. Yeah, you should share this. I, I needed to win, <laughs> and I needed two other people behind me in the standings to lose, and I would have clinched my spot. I would have had two games up on them with only one game left. I would have clinched the third spot in the division for the playoffs. And I was feeling really good early on, man. I was feeling really good. I, I had, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in streaming defenses, so I, I streamed the Browns defense. We'll talk about them in a little bit. My (laughs) goodness. Um, But obviously the Browns defense had defense and special teams had three touchdowns on the day, a couple sacks, handful of turnovers. Like they were killing it. I I got 31 points from them in the early window. And my opponent had Lamar Jackson, who my goodness, we're hoping for a speedy recovery on, but he went down. And so my opponent, you know, in the early window, I had 31 times the amount of points that my opponent's quarterback had. Uh, and I was like feeling good. And I was like, man, I'm really sorry. Like I was watching the games with them. I was like, man, I'm really sorry. Didn't want this one to happen like this way, but man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, and he was like, yeah, that's a bummer, man. He was like, this sucks. Mm. And we both were in a spot where it was like, yeah, no, one's going to take the win. Yeah. And then Jeff Wilson had one carry and Kenneth Walker, uh, had 36 yards and then got hurt. And uh, Jalen Waddle was in and out of the locker room in the later window. And, um, and I was still feeling okay. But then with like in the fourth quarter of all the late window games, 
just back to back. My opponent had a, that 40 yard touchdown to Keenan Allen and then the game winning touchdown to DK Metcalf. And I went from like an 85% chance to win to a 25% chance to win in a matter of minutes. Ridiculous. And it's a sad day. Okay. Sad day, <laughs> but that's okay. You know why? Cause both the other two behind me also lost. So I am also in a, win and in scenario here, or a lose 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 scenario where if all three of us end up losing i'll end up somehow making the playoffs at six and eight so it feels good there but um and then you know another one i'm i am cinderella storying hopefully my way into a playoff spot into the last seed if i can make it but i'm on a three-game win streak and i'm killing it with the points in that league right now so we'll see how that one goes but yes, yeah, I, you're gonna, I, I think you've got it. I mean, all of that being said, I'm I am already still I'm I'm already sweating. So here we go. I mean, it's if you know me, it's not too much of a surprise for me to be sweating right now. But um, <laughs> thanks for the info. <laughs> hey there, there's a pores joke. I don't know. I don't know. Nice. Is that, that, you know, a perspiration. Really, pun really, for really you. yeah, really niche comedy we got here on this episode right Jeez. now. Although, we haven't done a Tuesday show in a while. Forgive yeah, us. We forgot how this time. works. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fantasy right. football. Yeah. Let's right. jump in. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy <laughs> football, we'll jump in here. Like I said, we got all all the favorites of our Tuesday shows here for our last regular season fantasy game. Hyped up and let down. Luke for real. There's an football preview. All of the goodness. But before that, Wes, the news that we need to know going into Week 14. Hit us with it. All right, so before we get into all the injuries, this is the last bye week of the season, which is really poor timing for fantasy football, but it's it's six teams here. Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, and Commanders. There are some good players on almost all those teams. I don't think on the Falcons anymore, but there are some, some starting players that all have a bye week. Hopefully you weren't too affected by this, but just be prepared, stream who you need to remember to change your lineup. Those are the bye weeks for the final bye week of the season. All right. So some injuries here, just a quick recap from something on Saturday, Matthew Stafford was officially put on IR on Saturday, not for the concussion, but he has a spinal contusion that Sean McVay confirmed. Basically it's ending his season. He's not going to play for, for the the Rams, they're going to go to John Wolford going forward, as we saw on Sunday. But in case any of you have Stafford, drop him. He's not coming back at all, especially after the sixth straight loss for these poor Rams. Golly. Anyway, all right. So Zach Taylor mentioned that Joe Mixon has a really good chance to clear the concussion protocol this week. If Mixon doesn't play, obviously Samaj Perine, Perine. Samaje Pirine has been a valuable backup for the Bengals, scoring 30 points, 19 points, and 20 points over the last three weeks. However, of course, once Joe Mixon returns, pretty much expect Pirine's value to significantly drop. But just keep that in mind if you've got either of those Bengals running backs. Also in Cincinnati, the tight end Hayden Hurst is doubtful this week as he exited midway through their game against the Chiefs on Sunday. And he was seen without a helmet shortly after suffering a right calf injury. He, he probably won't play, but just keep a tab on him because obviously Joe Burrow has been on fire, especially with all that he did 
on Sunday. Okay, in the same division, Lamar Jackson, as Noah mentioned earlier in his uh, sad story about losing after starting the Browns defense. Thanks, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want to remind you. No, I'm sorry. All right, so Lamar Jackson left very early in the first quarter after getting sacked against the Broncos and and injuring his knee. He was ruled out, leaving Tyler Huntley as the starter. John Harbaugh said that Jackson will be weak to weak, which means, in our opinion, that that means Lamar Jackson has a very good chance to miss at least this week. So it's going to be tough news for all the Jackson owners. If you're interested in Tyler Huntley, I'm not so sure. I mean, they don't really have much going on outside of Lamar Jackson, honestly, on that offense. Just keep that in mind. Uh, speaking of injuries, got a couple more here, guys. Hang tight. Michael Carter has a chance to return this week in New York for the Jets. He has a chance to return against the Bills defense. He was listed as doubtful on Friday morning before the game, meaning the Jets were considering playing him for several days leading up to the weekend. So this is speculating that he has a decent shot to start this time. Cortland Sutton suffered a hamstring injury. For Denver, he's considered day-to-day, according to Nathaniel Hackett, in case any of you uh, are interested in starting anybody for the Denver Broncos offense. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo left on basically the first drive against the Miami Dolphins with what was an ankle injury, and he was carted off the field shortly after the game. I mean, shortly after the game, x-rays confirmed he has a broken left foot. I'm sure you've heard by now that he is going to miss the rest of the season. So the 49ers turned to rookie Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. He was the last pick in the draft. That's why he's Mr. Irrelevant. He took over for Jimmy G. He will continue to start unless the 49ers decide to sign someone in the next few days or weeks. They did sign Josh Johnson from the Denver practice squad on Monday. I think he's been in the league for 14 years. He played for like 15, 14 different teams. He's been around for a while. So in case something happens, there's another quarterback. But for now, it's going to be Josh Purdy until we hear otherwise. Uh, From that same game, Tua Tagovailoa reportedly suffered some kind of ankle injury during the game against 49ers. He never left, and he's still expected to play. There shouldn't be any caution behind his questionable tag throughout the week in case any of you are still wanting to start him after a down week. McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, their coach, said he's going to limit his practice throughout the week to ensure there are no setbacks. Also in Miami, Jalen Waddell exited early on Sunday with a leg injury. He did return in the second half and finish the game. When he was asked about it, Jalen Waddell said it's just part of the game and he'll suit up for Sunday night against the Chargers. So again, after a down week, if you're looking to start Jalen Waddell to get into the playoffs, he's also very, very likely to start against the Chargers. Okay, interim head coach Chef Saturday said that he has not made a decision whether Matt Ryan will continue to start for the Colts after getting annihilated by the Cowboys, 54 to 19. Of course, Sam Ellinger would presumably be next in line, but we'll just have to see in case anybody is still interested in starting, I don't know, Michael Pittman Jr. Who knows? Just keep a tab on that in case you're interested. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I feel bad, though. I feel like we're going through just like your lineup going through. Yeah, it's Jaylen nice. Waddle it's it's fun. Jackson. I like it. <laughs> Kenneth Walker. So Kenneth Walker left with an ankle injury that turned out to be a, quote, foot strain, which Pete Carroll admitted he had never heard of before. is very unusual. This means that despite the injury being significant enough for uh, them to rule him out for the remainder of Sunday's matchup against the Rams, he has a good chance to come back and play against the Panthers this week. So don't be too, too worried. Just keep an eye on that in case you're looking to start him as well. Speaking of Panthers, Noah, it happened. I'm so happy. The Panthers, 
The Panthers released Baker Mayfield on Monday. Thank God. Oh, baby. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes has gone back and forth on QBs many times this season, so we don't know for sure if Sam Darnold is going to continue to start. We're going to go to P.J. Walker, somebody else. I'll just throw this in. God, how horrible would it be if he went to San Francisco? Baker Mayfield ruins Christian McCaffrey. It's like his mission for 2022 to ruin McCaffrey. Oh, it's just a fourth controller. It's just let's pray that doesn't happen. All right. I trust Brock Purdy more than I do Baker Mayfield. Okay. Uh, Here's my segue. Former Panthers head coach, Ron Rivera, the current commander's head coach, made it clear that Taylor Heineke will continue to start because Carson Wentz is officially off of IR, officially healthy Carson Wentz will remain as the backup in Washington last but not least Odell Beckham Jr. met with the Giants after Thanksgiving but he still decided to meet with the Dallas Cowboys on Monday can't imagine why he want to meet with the Cowboys they don't seem to be that good on offense so he will have some kind of decision possibly this week keep your eye and ear open for that that is it that's everything going on from the week heading into week 14 and now let's get hyped up from Hey, look, a lot of players did really well. We don't have the time to talk about every single one of them, but this was a pretty pretty good week, I think, for Fantasy Noah. What do you think? Yeah, it was a really solid week. Except, uh, I'll say it was a really great week. I think besides the quarterback position, there were a couple quarterback, like, booms. And besides that, I think it was like you either got, like, 30 points or you were, like, down in, like, the teens. But That's a lot true. of people played really yeah. well. I want to say one thing here real quick, Wes. Please. I love listening to you. I just, I, can we both agree that we don't want Odo Beckham to sign with the Cowboys? Uh, like for, in the world like, of fantasy. Yeah. Like it feels like the mouths to feed are aligning very well in Dallas. Yeah. And after Gallup had a pretty good, pretty good yeah, game as well. It's like, okay, both running backs are fairly relevant. And you could start them on a on a weekly basis. CD Lamb, obviously. And maybe Gallup has a little bit of, you know, a little bit of more value now. I mean, there was that was a spike with two touchdowns, but I mean, you know, Dalton Schultz, you know, does fairly well most of the time. Um I just yeah, don't want to add another mouth. I just like I don't want to add another player yeah. for for that to happen. I don't know. Go to the Giants, whatever. Yeah, because I mean, what if they feel obligated to throw more and then it reduces the impact that Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott have in fantasy? Because now they just like, exactly. oh, we got to throw it to Odell. I mean, we can't just sign him. And I mean, he won a Super Bowl last year because the Rams signed him. So, I mean, right. we got to throw it to him. We got to make him the best player. And Jerry Jones make a big deal and, you know, would market the Odell jersey. It'd be ridiculous. So. Yeah. For the sake of fantasy, I think I'm a good point. I don't, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you should. I don't, I don't really want him in Dallas. I don't, I just, you know, that's just fantasy perspective, though. But fantasy. Anyways, yeah. let's jump into it. Hyped up. So many people had us hyped up. Oh, uh, what is it? Over? No, it was 20, uh, 25 on. Excuse Bless me. you. If you, uh, if, if you didn't catch last episode, I am, a little, I'm still, I'm still a little bit sick. Oh, yes. Yeah. Covering a little bit here. He's got some tea with him. He's going to, Soothe his throat for the yeah, episode the to have a glorious, it's nice, relaxing yeah. sound. Yeah, got a nice cup of tea here. Um, 25 players this week scored 20 plus points. That's pretty that's good. good. That's like a that's good week great. for fantasy. That is freaking awesome. 
Uh, really good stuff there. Let's talk about somebody who just makes me happy, Wes, because some time ago I traded for this guy. Oh, yeah. And he um, and, and shortly after I traded for him, he got me one fantasy point. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I am an absolute moron. Well, yeah. And since then, he's mm-hmm. had three weeks, not straight, but three weeks since then, since the since the Raiders played the Saints. Three weeks since then, Devontae Adams has had a 30-plus fantasy point day. He has found the groove with Derek Carr. They essentially, yeah. I'm sure Josh McDaniels just went, okay, throw him the ball. Like, just do it. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. As you can hear, I'm sipping my tea now. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll take over while you Yeah, yeah your, riff. Your, less riff. Your tea lifts. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, we had that conversation after he got a point, and it was like, hey, this isn't a fluke or for real conversation. This is just a let down, but like Josh McDaniels, don't ever let that happen again. And he listened. And it was also, you know, with Hunter Renfro getting injured and Darren Waller getting put on IR. Right. It, I, part like a small percentage of me wondered if Derek Carr and, you know, and maybe the OC were going to force other receivers to try to spread the ball around and like make up an offense or hopefully they were just going to funnel it to Devonte Adams and they have been, and it yeah. has been, I mean, I'm relieved for those that did draft him and people like myself and you in two different leagues traded to get Devonte Adams. We're benefiting from the Adams that we fell in love with in green Bay. Here he is. And the Raiders offense is looking pretty good. Three straight yeah. victories. I don't, this is not slowing down. I mean, it's not going to be 30 points every week, but uh, Devontae Adams owners are likely in the playoffs. Yeah. Since that, since that game against New Orleans, which was uh, six weeks ago. So they've had five games since then. Devontae Adams has had 67 targets over five games. Holy cow. Yeah. And, that is and I was going to go, I was going to touch on this a little bit in our Thursday night football preview, but I'll just say it now 67 targets, uh, averaging 13.4. Hang on. Let me just pull it here real quick. Yeah, I want to hear this. Seven, uh, 67 targets, averaging 13.4 targets per game, and he has seven touchdowns over that five-game span. <sighs> he is just they, the, him and Jeez. Derek Carr found the groove. Him and Derek Carr there. It's, it, you know, multiple two-touchdown games, like multiple walk-off touchdown games. Like, it's yeah. just like 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 they have figured it out, and there's, there's a little bit of a groove going here. This Raiders offense that was so – depressing to watch for a while here. Um, it's exciting to see, you know, Devontae Adams out here and doing his thing with, with Derek Carr, with his former college yeah. teammate. All it took was <clears throat> Derek Carr crying at the podium. And yeah. since then they have been unstoppable. There you go. The tears of a, expected nice to continue man, Thursday. The, the tears of a man. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. I don't know if I said it. Devontae Adams, 37.7 fantasy points. Absolutely killer. Absolutely yeah. killer. Another guy here, another wide receiver that we love, Wes, is Amon mm-hmm. Ross St. Brown. My God. I am so happy for the Lions. I'm so happy for Dan Campbell. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy for Jared Goff. I'm so happy for the Lions, for Amon Ross St. Brown. If we watched Hard Knocks, we all remember the episode where, you know, they're doing a little interview with Amon Ross St. Brown, and he says, you know, however many it was, I think he says, you know, 14 wide receivers were drafted before me in the draft. 
And then just rattles off every single one of them where they went to college. And he knows, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to prove to why that was wrong. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to prove that wrong. Like why y'all should have, should have picked up on me earlier. Um, And he's doing it and he's doing it. And it's awesome. You know, 34.6 fantasy points, 12 targets, 11 catches, 114 yards and another two touchdown wide receiver also had a rush for two yards. I mean, I'm just so happy for this Lions team, for Monroe St. Brown. I think, I think it's safe to say he is going to be a a, a top drafted wide receiver next year. I, top, top two rounds, maybe, maybe, you know, or you know, let him fall into the third again for you for somebody. Because my right. goodness, if I grab him in the third, that'd be awesome. But um, no, I love Monroe St. Brown, and this is awesome to see. He is just absolutely killing it with his with his lions offense it's great yeah and the whole lions i mean 40 points that's just that's i mean i don't even know if they did that with calvin johnson with stafford and johnson like i mean i don't i haven't seen the lions offense click like this in my lifetime and amon raw is definitely a huge part of it but yeah next year i i would probably be fine if he was my you know wide receiver one I mean, it yeah. sounds crazy, you know, coming off, you know, talking about Devontae Adams and then going to Amon Ross St. Brown, because I don't know if he is if he has entered into that conversation as being an elite fantasy player and, and an elite, a top wide receiver in the league. But let me tell you, this guy is going to be worth wherever you draft him. I mean, maybe yeah. not first overall, but like I he he'll be worth that pickup. He's going to win people some championship, I think, in this playoff run next couple Definitely. of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Really excited about that. Another guy here. Another couple guys here, actually. Let's talk about the duo in Philly. Mm. My goodness, Jalen Hurts <laughs> and A.J. Brown. 34.4 fantasy points and 31.9 fantasy points. <coughs> Excuse me. These guys are killing it out there in Philly. Obviously, they are 10-1. and one. Or wait, 11-1? and 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1. 11-1
I really don't know if they're going to lose again. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty unstoppable. They're so good. Yeah. So good. And they're missing a, a, a top weapon in Dallas Goddard. You know, it, it just right. help is on the way for this team that's 11 and one. It's crazy. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane here. Let's talk about the Browns defense. I already said it a little bit with 31 fantasy points. Just insane. I don't know if that's the most ever scored by a defense. It is not. I looked it up. How much? How? What? Who topped it? Okay. The so, no, here's the thing. I can't even see where they are on the rank. So I just went to statmuse.com. If any of you have ever looked that up, it just gives some yeah. ideas. So I don't actually know the the stats from the highest scoring game, but like I'm scrolling down to the bottom of the page, like 20 teams have 20 defenses have scored more points. Wow. But the most all time was the Seattle Seahawks in 2005. They walked away with 46 points. What? what? <laughs> oh, my I God. I don't know what it was. I can't look up and see, like, did they have, like, 17 oh touchdowns or something? But either way, Browns defense, I mean, God, the Texans suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough to see what's going oh, on there. Nice. Hopefully, you know, obviously they're going to have a top pick and hopefully they get one of these good quarterbacks in the draft. But, yeah, not looking good for them. Um, somebody who does look good, we mentioned it a little bit, is he's on fire, is Joe Burrow. Ooh. The Joe Burrow, this, this, uh, does this look familiar, Wes? Have we seen yeah. this once before? I Where in the last, the last quarter of the year, this, this Bengals team just is getting hot. And um and beat you know beating the Chiefs and then beating them again and then beating them mm-hmm. again beating them yeah. again three Joe Burrow <laughs> Patrick Mahomes just had his second child and Joe Burrow now has his first because Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is Joe Burrow's baby my it, it, Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' daddy that is what's going on here well said <clears throat> Joe Burrow has his number it's crazy but thirty fantasy points for Joe Burrow. In a game where, you know, passing was fine, 286 yards and two touchdowns, 11 rushes for Joe yeah. Burrow for 46 Whoa, yards dude. in the rushing touchdown there. So he added another, you know, 10 points with his with his legs, which is nice for his fantasy owners for sure, getting him to our hyped-up segment. Watch out for them Bengals. This is going to be interesting to watch them. Throughout. They, they've got a fantastic schedule for the rest of the year. And and I don't even mean like fantastic for them. I mean like the Bengals are gonna play in a fun game, I think, every single game for the rest of the year. Like it's going to be exciting to watch. You know, they have the Browns next week, and then the Bucks, and then the Patriots, and then the Bills, and then the Ravens, you know. And so it's just gonna be a fun schedule for them to close of the year. Should be some good games in there. We're yeah. excited to watch for sure. I'm also interested to see how Joe Burrow does against the Browns next week since they completely uh, bottled him up. Yeah. Which was the first week without Jamar Chase. <laughs> now they have him back. So, I mean, of course, we can imagine he'll play great with Chase there, but that'll be interesting to see how if the Browns, maybe the Browns just have, you know, Burrow's number. Yeah. Or or maybe it was just without Jamar Chase. It's obviously harder, but Joe Burrow's right. pretty good at football, I would say. Yeah, Joe Burrow's pretty good. I like that guy. Of course, it wouldn't be hyped up without some kickers. Greg <laughs> Zerline and Michael Badgley, 20 points, 19 points. Fantastic. Just some, just some hot leg-swinging dudes out there. Just, just, just 40 <laughs> points. So That's my nickname in high school. 
I like, uh, oh, no. Hey. Yeah. Hey. 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 Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, stop smiling. Quit Sorry. Laughing. Forget it. As we oh as we always need to do. Let's see. Let let let's let's get let down. Mm-hmm. I'll go a little out of order here, Wes. If that's okay with you, because let's just start with the Miami trio. Oh, let's get this out of the way. Oh man. Tua Tagovailoa, thirteen point eight fantasy points. You lost six of his fantasy points off of turnovers. You know, off of, you know, everyone has a down week. Apparently, based on the social media response, Tua Tungavailoa is the only quarterback in the NFL who isn't allowed to have a bad week. (laughs) Because this This is is absurd. It's It's just, you know, everyone found the sliver of hope for their narrative after this game. And I'll be the first one to acknowledge, you know, something was off on Sunday with with Tua. I'm not sure if it was you know, if he was worried about the pressure and he was a little trigger happy and you know, he knew the pressure was going to, you know, be getting to him and he didn't want to make bad throws or underthrow, so he put some more on the balls. I'm not sure. Something was a little off. But I wouldn't you know be worried for fantasy though. Going no, forward. I'm not worried for fantasy. You still have Jalen Waddle. You still have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill still had like 28 fantasy points. Like oh, it's yeah, like he was awesome. Even in the game where you know, on the first play of the game, Tua hits Trent Sherfield and Trent Sherfield's revenge game, by the way, for a 75 yard touchdown on the first play of the game, which I lost my mind. But um, yeah, you know, just a just a just a letdown of a week from from Tua. And, you know, now we get to see him on a national stage two weeks in a row. We'll get him on Sunday Night Football, which, Wes, you and I mm-hmm. will be at that game at SoFi Stadium. Ooh. I don't know if we've said that on the pod yet, but I am. And this is, you know, you heard it here first, folks. <sighs> Wes and I will be at SoFi Stadium for the Dolphins Chargers game on Sunday Night Football. I We, we are both over the f- freaking moon right now man it is so we're both so excited it's gonna be a great time especially we were going to this game anyways but especially this game getting flexed to prime time it's awesome getting to go to a prime time game sitting right down there in the south end zone oh it's gonna be a great time it's gonna be a great time west i'm so thrilled so thrilled to hopefully watch Tua throw some touchdowns to this other guy here jalen waddle who was a bit of a letdown this week just 1.9 fantasy points yeah, as we mentioned. Yeah, disappointing. As we mentioned, it, he was in and out of the locker room um, in in this game, dealing with injury to his leg. You know, as he said himself, part of the game, he'll be fine. He'll play through it. But you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take this moment to talk about the, this this Dolphins team. You know, just for, just for a second, just for a second, what, what kind of Dolphins fans would we be if we didn't use our soapbox? to be a little biased right now and have a little conversation. This is unlike you. Yeah, I know. Brand <laughs> new, brand new hot habit for me right now. So I mean, starting off strong here, but here's what I'll say. Mike McDaniel schemed up an offense where these guys were wide open. Like these receivers were wide open a lot of this game. And like I said, just something on the offense wasn't clicking and there are some disconnects on some of these, some of these passing plays. 
And you know what? Everybody has a bad game. The Bills lost to the Jets. The Chiefs lost to the Colts. Guess what? The Dolphins lost to the Niners. Bummer. Mm. You know what? We move on from it. But that's what I'll say. As, as, as I was saying about the offensive scheme that was driven, that was drawn up, and we'll move past it from there. We'll see what happens here. Uh, moving up on prime time with this Dolphins team. Yeah. Point. I think. I think just to connect it to fantasy. Point being, the 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 carriage didn't turn into a pumpkin to use the Cinderella phrase. This yeah. was just a down game. Tua is going to be just, he's going to be wonderful next week. Jalen Waddle will bounce back. Jeff Wilson owners can be, uh, can look forward to something. Even Raheem Mostert owners who he saw three points. Dolphins offense, it's not a fluke. Get ready for our Sunday night against the Chargers. Yeah. Who don't have a great defense right now with fantasy. So No, they don't. No, they do not. They, they, they do not whatsoever. Uh, moving on here, just a few more guys that let us down. Nick Chubb. We've seen a few times this year when Nick Chubb doesn't score touchdowns, what can happen for fantasy. This is another one of those games. 17 carries. You love to see 80 yards, you know, moving the ball on the ground. No touchdown. Not not a great, great situation there. Hopefully it isn't a sign of things to come with Deshaun Watson back. But for Nick Chubb owners, you know, just let down. Just let down. Another yeah. guy who was definitely a let down, like for sure, for sure, for sure. It's Travis Kelsey, 7.6 yeah. fantasy points. In the grand scheme of tight ends, 7.6 might be tight <laughs> yeah, end the best. two on the week or something. <laughs> I don't know, but like 7.6 is not what you're hoping for from Travis Kelsey. Again, I just mean, another letdown. This Chiefs your, offense is humming. Your favorite player, Taysom Hill, had a wonderful touchdown. Yeah, wow, so my goodness. He's not the number one tight end this week. No, he is <laughs> not. No, at least by <laughs> 1.4 points, yeah. Taysom Hill got him. Um <laughs> Yeah, another guy here, just another stud who let down was Derrick Henry. You know, only 11 carries, which was kind of weird. You know, three targets in the passing game, just 5.8 fantasy points. You know, just let down. I, just let down. Bad I week. Think. Yeah, I mean, some people, yeah, some people have a, you know, some people have a little narrative about Derrick Henry only being good when he gets, you know, 30 carries or plays a division rival. I don't know. That's true. I don't necessarily buy into it completely. It's, it is a pattern that is true and worth noting, but Oh, well, Derek Henry, you're let down, but it's, it's not a massive deal. You're not, you're not going crazy over, you know, this, this week that you got from him. Another guy, George Kittle, who just really hasn't been what people hoped he would be this year. Obviously, Quarterback situation was a little weird for the Niners this weekend. And yeah, I think it's just, you know, I'm not sure what to do with the tight end position really besides getting a time machine and going back in time and drafting Travis Kelsey, because I think that's all I can do to to make up for it this year. (laughs) You know, Mark Andrews hasn't been great lately and is still tight end two on the season behind Travis Kelsey. Like it's just, yeah, it's Travis Kelsey, and then it's and then it's good luck, you know. After that, it feels like, yeah. Who knows? I, I throw in honorable <clears throat> mention for uh, or dishonorable mention rather for Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, because uh, again, losing Jimmy G. Whether you think Jimmy G. is is uh, you know a bad quarterback or not, he's a better fantasy quarterback at least than what it may look like with Brock Purdy. Um, so yeah. it, it'll it'll be interesting to see 
maybe Brock Purdy could be just like a streaming quarterback just for the talent around him. But, you know, definitely it definitely changes how this Niners offense is going to run when they don't have Jimmy G who's taken them to a Super Bowl before. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be dynamic. We have to watch for it to see kind of what plays out. I mean, obviously they got to win. So maybe they're okay with something there from them and maybe with some more time to prepare, you know, Shanahan runs a very quarterback friendly offense. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl. You know, that's not (laughs) a slight on Jimmy. Jimmy is a fine quarterback, but like Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl. Like, like, so it's like, you know, Shanahan could draw up the plays when he needs to. So we'll see what happens here. I know they like Brock Purdy for sure, especially right now after him being able to help out getting that win there. So yeah, definitely, definitely a good week for, for him and his first NFL action. Last guy, Adam Thielen, 4.7 points, man. It's disappointing. It felt like, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's the targets are consistent. He's still getting those six, seven, eight targets, but you know, if he's on your team, he's a bi-week filler for sure. And, and that's really the extent of it. So hopefully you're not in a position where you have to rely on him. So yeah, just disappointing. Cause last week he had such a great game and it right. was that hope like, Oh, maybe the, uh, the Adam Thielen that tied Calvin Johnson's record for most consecutive 100 yard games is back. Yeah. He's not, no, uh, he's at not. least immediately, but just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Guy. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely disappointed. Definitely let down. Those are some hyped up and let down guys from the week. Guys we're talking about. We got some fluke for real though, Wes. Mm. Let's, let's jump in and let's let's rapid fire these guys. Um, because they're they're guys that are fun to talk about, but we also got more stuff to jump to. So let's go ahead. First guy here, and I definitely want to have a little bit of a conversation on this guy. It's Christian Watson. What <laughs> what do we do with this dude? Screw I'm it. like so lock him uh, in. Screw I, it. I feel Eight like I feel like in four games. F- is it four straight? Yeah, it's four straight games of 20 plus fantasy points. Let's go. It's like, how do you have this guy on your team and like you you think I'm gonna bench him? I don't you think it would be can. hilarious. It's I have him. <laughs> I would have scored more points if I'd started him over Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Crazy. I whatever. The, I mean, Absolutely sometimes crazy. you just gotta accept some players are uh I was thinking I talked about it last time, but he's like, like James Conner from last year. Like, yeah. All right, you get like 40, he has less than 50 yards and three catches. And, and a touchdown. Okay, great. And then he has one rush for 46 yards and a touchdown. Screw it. Start him. Lock him yeah. in. Win your championship because of Christian Watson. I don't yeah. care. I will say one thing. A lot you of people have been saying, is he this year's Amon Ross St. Brown? You know, Amon Ross came on very strong at the end of the last year. Right. And won people their leagues. He very well could be. But Amon Ross St. Brown was getting like, 10, 11, 12 targets a game and doing it that way. Christian Watson is just scoring like 35% of the time he touches the football. (laughs) It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like I feel the regression. It's like, is this the same thing as CEH from the beginning of the year? I don't know. 
I feel the regression coming, but it's just like, I mean, you can't, if you have them, you got to start them. Like, it's like, look yep. at this guy. He just keeps doing it. So Christian Watson, pretty for real. Sounds like right now. For real. Yeah. yeah. Screw it. I don't care. Start him. Let's talk about this guy who was excited to see West DeAndre Swift. 21.1 <sighs> fantasy points. Fluke or for real? I, I say for real because of two plays. Uh, first point. Uh, he was the last person I mentioned to go trade for. I didn't pan out right away, but I do. I do. I, I'm grateful to see that this is this may be fr- uh, turning into fruition. Is this this is happening? But I like two plays that happened. Okay, DeAndre Swift had a really good run inside the red zone, and he took it right to the goal line, and he reached out to score a touchdown, and they called him down, and he was just shy. And we've seen it all season as uh. they just give it to Jamal Williams. Not this time. They handed it to him and he took it to the outside and he scored a touchdown. That's where yep. his touchdown came from. They gave it to him on the one-yard line. Now, Jamal Williams still scored a touchdown. His 14 freaking touchdowns on the season, which is unbelievable. Watch out, LaDainian Tomlinson. But I like it. <laughs> I say for real, DeAndre Swift, 14 carries. Let's do it. Six targets. Let's do yeah. it. Welcome back. Feeling like it. I like it. I like the 20 opportunities. Big, big, big fan there. AJ Dillon, 20.9 fantasy points. Fluger <laughs> mm. for real, Wes. Um, I, I, I would like to say fluke because Aaron Jones got hurt, but I know that AJ Dillon is capable of this. I just don't know if I'm going to start him because I haven't started him for like the last seven weeks at least. So it's tough. I'm right now. I'm going to, I'm going to declare fluke. How do you feel? Yeah. Noah? No, I'm with you. It's, you know, all right, well, if you follow this pattern, <sighs> so great. Recommended. You know, every 12 weeks, he has a 20 point game. Great. Um, see you, you know, see a week four of next year for your next 20 point game. <laughs> you don't, like it's like, uh, no, this is, this is fluky. You know, Aaron Jones got hurt. You can run against the Bears. You know, it's, you know, yeah. Fluke. I agree. Fluke, 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 fluke. Cam Akers, 19 points. I'm going to, I'm going to do things to Sean McVay's family. I don't know <laughs> what, what it is that I'm going to do, but I am, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm losing my mind here. 19 points, fluke for real. I, it's going to sound stupid, but I'm going to say for real only because I think Sean McVay is thrown in the towel. And I think he's just like, screw it. Whatever. Anybody can have the football. Anybody can, can run it. Anybody will catch it. I don't care. Sure. You want to have two touchdowns? Go ahead. Cam maker. So, uh, I mean, we're going to talk more about the Rams for Thursday night football, but I mean, that's, I'm frustrated that I'm going to say for real. Does that, does that make it better? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm glad yeah. to know the emotion behind it. Yeah. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Let's move on. Zonovan white or Zonovan bam night. They call him bam night. Oh, do they? 16.8 fantasy points. Fluker for real. I mean, he was the backup to Michael Carter. I mean, you just got to go with fluke, right? I think or, so. Or, okay. I, I, I think so. Because obviously, but the dude Jade looks Robinson good. Not, uh, so 
Yeah, James Robinson. He does look good, though. That's the thing. Yeah, James Robinson was a healthy scratch two weeks ago and is not a factor here. I don't know, man. This guy looks good. It's 15 carries for 90 yards. It's 16.8 fantasy points without scoring a touchdown. You know, that's, I think that's a big piece of it. That's something to look at. So I don't know. Or I, depending on the longevity of Michael Carter's injury, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I know bam Knight here helps people win their fantasy weeks. Yeah, Andrew shout out to week. I don't remember who it is in our personal league, Noah, but the genius that shout out to David, David, to David, dude. I there. was scrolling through just to like yeah. get these uh these stats for our our, our breakdown yeah. this episode, and I was like, he started him, started wow. Bam Knight over Good big brain move. Holy yeah. cow, Bam Knight over Leonard Fournette. What a yeah, what a was, what a call. Technically correct. Like mathematically the right move. I mean, Fournette's not a good game, but yeah. What a call there. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Fournette's right. running mate here. Rashad white though. 16.9 yeah. fantasy points. Relieved. Looking for real. Relieved yeah. to see this. Um, Down to the wire, quite literally. Yeah, literally the wire. And, you know, uh, shout out RIP, the Chris Godwin owners that could have had even more points because the first yeah. touchdown Final seconds was to Godwin. They got called back for holding. But how interesting that uh, Brady went to that curl route there to Rashad White for the game winner. Yeah. Uh, I like it. And I'm very happy also for Leonard Fournette owners that they still get a, he got a lot. Fournette had a lot of targets. Yeah. So I, I'm very happy for both parties for real Rashad White. I think you can continue to have him in your flex. Yeah, if you well, let me ask you this, Wes. If you had Leonard Fournette and Rashad White on your team, maybe you grab Rashad White to handcuff Leonard Fournette when you got injured. Okay. Which way would you lean on this? Which would you would you go to start? You know, Rashad White over Leonard Fournette. You know, it, it, here's my thinking, Brady. I think is going to prefer Fournette because he and Fournette have worked this gauntlet before. Yeah. So I think you have a safer floor with Fournette. I think you can guarantee double digit points with Fournette more likely yeah. than Rashad White. However, I still like Rashad White, but if I am in a situation where I have both, I think you give it back to, you I mean, this is essentially playoff Lenny playoff Lenny is on the horizon. So yeah, that's why I'm leaning. Great question. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. No, I, I just I know there are some people out there who probably have that situation going on, and I know someone um, personally in the league. Yeah. Good thought. Yeah. So it's just interesting there to to, to see there. Um, that's going to be the positive side of Fluker for real. Here's some other guys though that were not mm. so positive, and we'll start out with Gus Edwards here. One point two fantasy points. Uh, um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm so excited when Gus Edwards returned, but sadly, I think this is probably for real too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's maybe it looks different if Lamar Jackson is playing the whole time. Obviously, Broncos defense is good; they've been good the whole season. But J.K. Dobbins will be back, you know, in in maybe a week or two. It's for real. There's nothing else to say. I think it's just a bad bad draw. Glad the Ravens still won because they usually yeah. lose that type of game. But 
Yeah. Bad news bears for Gus Edwards owners. Yep. Definitely. Hey, Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson combined for less than 14 <laughs> points together. That's yeah. fun. Against the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this is fluky for Amari with eight points. And obviously I'll say fluke for Deshaun with 5.3, but like, you know, almost half of those were with his legs, you know, 2.1 of those 5.3 points were rushing. So, um, maybe it's the 700 plus days away from football of rust. Maybe he sucks now. Or maybe he was playing in Houston and, Everybody in that whole state and hates him. And that's a big state. Yeah. Maybe just the nerves. I will say it's going to happen again next week, though. Are you going to go against the Bengals defense and try to put up 15 points after one start in like two years? No, I'm not starting to Sean Watson. Yeah, no, me neither. I think Amari Cooper's value can be salvaged. I don't think Deshaun Watson is startable. I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones, though. I think there's a, yeah. an upper trend there, but yeah. I, I also wonder how is Nick Chubb get, I mean, you know, I'm tempted to put Nick Chubb in this conversation just because maybe, I don't know. But yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. The Browns suck. I don't, I don't like them. I don't like the Browns. Anyways, Cordell <laughs> Patterson, six points. Fluker for real. It bothers me that this is for real. Me too. I was so excited about him coming back from injury. Yeah, and I even looked too. He has less. He had a, a worse snap count than Tyler Algier. Yeah, it's just Tyler Algier had ten carries. And I mean, Patterson. The had Steelers 11. are very good against the run, but this is you know a trend from the last few games. So maybe he has his flashes, but it's going to be tough for me to start him in the fantasy playoffs. So yeah, and zero targets, which is part of his bread and yeah. butter. Zero yeah. targets. Former wide receiver. Yeah. So. A little disappointing there, for sure. Um, sadly, for real. Van Jefferson, yeah. 5.9 fantasy points. Is he the pass catcher in this Rams offense? Luca for real? For real. I mean, we're just kind of mentioning this because we just want to know if the top, if the wide receiver one in L.A. is worth anything. I say no. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet the Rams would probably like Odell Beckham to be on the team right now. Oh, yeah, I think they would. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But nay. Nope. Nay, or dare I say, nigh. <laughs> nigh. <laughs> Anyways, Mike Evans, last guy here. 9.9 fantasy points. I'll just say this. I hope you listen to us because mm. we literally, we, we, we called it out. Down to the, de- to the last detail, Wes. <laughs> trade for Chris Godwin, trade away Mike Evans. It, it, it's going to shift here, and it is, and we're seeing it, you know. Mike Evans, I think, is still an every week starter just because of the upside, his ability to be able to get in the end zone that we've seen for most of the year. Never know when that could be turned back on. You know, they went to Cade Auden at the goal line this uh, this past Monday night. Maybe in another, you know, on, on any other snap that could go to Evans, who knows? But, yeah, I think this is sadly a little for real, which is a bummer because he was my guy as well. Yeah, and just seeing the four targets is yeah very un it, it's very it goes against the the chemistry that we've known Brady and and Evans to have and it was what's one last thing then we'll move on to our waiver wire ads of the week uh, 
Troy Buck and or yeah, Troy nice. Aikman and Joe Buck. Well, I mean they are kind Troy of Buck and Aikman Joe. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Two of them, those guys there. They were talking about how when they were discussing with Brady about, you know, prepping for the game and stuff, they Brady just flat out said that Chris Godwin's their best wide receiver. I don't know if yeah. that was them embellishing the way that Brady was talking about Godwin, but whoa. All right. I mean, we get it. Four targets for Mike Evans. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> wow. Crazy. That's right, Chris Morgan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for real. That's the point. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> All right. A couple other things to close out our episode here. Wes, we'll fly through them. Waiver ads. Who are you thinking we should add this week on the waiver wire? I have my my crush my man crush has returned come back to its full order with jared goff i think jared goff is an absolute ad for people who maybe they own lamar jackson or maybe they own justin fields or maybe they're still holding on to tom brady or maybe they're worried about uh trevor lawrence and his injury or um, maybe they're looking for you know uh, the Colts starters. I don't know. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are both injured and on a bye week. Jared Goff, I think, has returned. Obviously, the Lions' offense has looked great over the last few weeks. They've won four of their last five. Really, it should have been five of the last five, but Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen changed that uh, status. Jared Goff hasn't put up the kind of points that have looked like that he is a starting fantasy player, but this Lions offense definitely has. And Amon Ra Brown has certainly returned to his full form. And DeAndre Swift starting to look like the first round talent that he was when he was drafted two years ago. And of course, Jamal Williams is there. I really like Jared Goff. He threw 340 yards on, on Sunday and two touchdowns. He he has some. He's he's one of the top ten in passing touchdowns, I believe. I really like him. If you need a, a quarterback, Jared Goff should be, I think, your only option. He is still only rostered in twenty nine percent of leagues. Wow! So he's absolutely available, unless maybe you know someone has him on their bench. But I really think Jared Goff is worth picking up if you are in need of a quarterback. That's my waiver wire ad. Yeah, I like it. I have a crush on Jared Goff too. Yeah, for separate, fair enough. Separate, separate reasons, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, Jared Goff definitely like it. He's playing good ball. Like I said, I'm just so happy for the Lions. Me too. So happy for all of them. So it's good to see. Yeah, I like that. I like the waiver ad, Wes. Yeah, cool. thank you. All right, let's hear who your waiver ad. Let me do that again. Let's okay, hear who your it. waiver wire ad is, Noah. Oh yeah, told y'all. James Cook, week one risky start, baby. <laughs> He's arrived. Let's go, baby. Boom. Just 12 weeks later. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, my way around is James Cook. Running back for the Buffalo Bills. He's only 25% rostered. Um, no, I mean, and in all seriousness, there, se- there does seem to be a shift happening in the Buffalo backfield. James Cook out-carried Devin Singletary last week. Granted, only by one carry, but he still out-carried him. And he had six receptions on six targets. He had 20 touches, and he played just one less snap than Devin Singletary. It, it, it seems as though that Josh Allen and company are okay throwing the checkdown pass in this offense. Now, maybe they saw one too many fourth-quarter turnovers or something like that. I'm not sure. But it seems as though they are okay doing that because six – Receptions for the running back here, James Cook, 
is something that I love to see. Um, you know, and, and you know, he's definitely becoming the beneficiary of that, you know, maybe business decision with not forcing the deep ball. You know, Devin Singular single sorry, Devin Singletary is set to be a free agent at the end of the season. So while the Bills are still very much a playoff team, they they could be trying to see right now kind of what what we've got here, James Cook for the future. I think James Cook is a top priority ad this week as he is going to be taking over the running back role on what I think is one of the best offenses in the NFL. James Cook, top waiver ad. I am glad you're reminding us of James Cook because, I mean, they play Thursday, so it's easy to forget about the, you know, you see the hot players from Sunday and even, you know, last night's game, and you just think like, oh, let's, let me try to, while they're fresh, I mean, you know, you try to get those players. I'm really glad that we're that you're reminding us of James Cook because he has like 16 points. Is that correct? 16 points, something like that. Yeah, 16 points. He's, he's really good. And, you know, let's not forget his brother is Dalvin Cook. So like they he knows a thing or two about how backfields work. And I really like his future. Great point, too, about Singletary and uh and and his contract with Buffalo. I think maybe they're just gonna keep giving it. I like it. They're gonna give it to Cook and they'll just see. Maybe he's just their RB1 next year. Yeah, James Cook is great. I hope so. I, I like it. If James Cook is RB1 for Buffalo next season, sign me up. I will yeah. draft him. I'll make him my RB2 in my entire roster. I love it. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Good stuff here on our waiver, our waiver Wire segment. Wes, let's close it out real quick with a Thursday Night Football preview. Las Vegas Raiders travel to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Who is a must-start for this Thursday Night game? Yeah, I mean, we haven't had a bad Thursday night game in a while, so let's just throw the Rams and nope. Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> my must-start is Josh Jacobs. Uh, the obvious answer is is Devontae Adams, but I really like Josh Jacobs still going forward, and I don't care if Aaron Donald is playing. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a, another very successful night against the Rams I, I'm not the biggest advocate for Jalen Ramsey, but I know that he and some of the other secondary can cover Devonte Adams if need be. I don't like what's going on with the Rams defense otherwise, with or without Aaron Donald. Josh Jacobs has been one of the greatest additions to to anybody that drafted a running back late in like the fifth or sixth round. Josh Jacobs has been a surprise, and he's continued to to make his owner smile week to week. He's only had like a couple games that are less than, than 10 points. I really like Josh Jacobs and I think it's going to continue. So if you hear that Aaron Donald is starting, I don't care. Josh Jacobs has been excellent this whole season. Lock him in. Don't be worried. Just keep plugging that train away and enjoy your playoff run with one of the most surprising fantasy gems in this whole draft. That's my must start. Josh Jacobs. I like him a lot. I love it. There will not ever be a better example of, you know, you've seen the the, the memes of the screenshot of the Michael Jordan documentary where he says, and I took that personally. I took that personally. There will not be a better example of, and I took that personally, than Josh Jacobs after the Raiders declined his fifth-year option. Mm. He said, okay, I'm playing for other teams and more money. Great. <laughs> Let me show them what they're going to be able to get. And he is absolutely feasting this year. I love Josh Jacobs. 
if uh you know if that Seattle game two weeks ago was an indication of what he looks like and not at full strength because apparently he had a calf injury. My goodness. Like let's let's see what happens here against against this uh against this Rams team that essentially just had you know four different running backs at four different longevities essentially of the game uh for the Seahawks just be able to run successfully against them. You know, be like third and fourth string running backs because players got hurt for the Seahawks running well against the Rams. So let's see what happens here. I like yeah. Josh Jacobs as a must start for sure. It's a good point for how the Seahawks just did against the Rams. Uh, just fun fact, then we'll hear your must start, Noah. Josh Jacobs has had more games with 30 points or more than he has with less than 10 points. Boom. Boom. He's unstoppable this year. I Yeah, just keep plugging him in. All right, who's your must start, Noah? Yeah, I think you've got to start Derek Carr this week. I think I think you have to start Derek Carr. He's been playing – Derek Carr has been playing really good football over the past month or so, believe it or not. He has five straight games with 16-plus fantasy points, and he seems to have found a groove with Devontae Adams. Like we talked about, Adams has been on this hot streak, and the quarterback to the receivers that have the hot streaks are going to benefit, you know? You know, like we said, Adams has had those 13.4 targets per game and seven touchdowns over that past five-week span where Derek Carr has been playing well. Not a coincidence. Derek Carr is also playing well in that time, and I think he is a good candidate to have a good game this week against the Rams. I'm a big fan of him this week on Thursday against the Rams team who has given up 18-plus fantasy points to quarterbacks in three straight games. I'm thinking Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are going to have a little have a, have a little fun out here in Los Angeles on Thursday night. I think Derek Carr is a great option for anyone who may have lost Lamar Jackson, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, or Justin Fields on a bye week. I think Derek Carr is a great filler for the week. Potentially a guy who maybe deserves a little more credit too. Derek Carr must start on Thursday night. I... I think it is a very good point to just encourage Derek Carr owners that Devonta Adams is not just playing unbelievable and, and they're getting lucky. No, I mean, Derek Carr is leading this team to victory and obviously Adams is a big part of it, but I mean, yeah, I kind of want the quarterback that has the quarterback throw into Devonte Adams and Derek Carr is certainly succeeding. I mean, 250 yards on Sunday 295 the week before, 307 the week before that. I mean, he's been playing excellent. He has, you know, he's just been playing well. And I think you're right. He does deserve, he does deserve more credit. And just for fun, SoFi Stadium is never a Rams home game. The Rams play away. Never. Wherever they go. And there are, and I'll tell you, because I live in LA, a lot, a lot of Raiders fans. So that's going to be a black and silver stadium. I think that's going to help even more of just the energy for Derek Carr than offense. I like it a lot. I think Derek Carr is absolutely worth starting, especially with all those bye weeks and injuries coming up. Very solid choice, Noah. Thanks, Wes. Who's risky? Welcome. Tell me. <laughs> I I think Cam Akers is a risk. Okay. So it happened. He had a really good game. What does that mean? All right, I'm just going to break it down for a second here just so we can talk together 
about this Cam Akers explosion of 19 points. So he saw 72% of snaps compared to Kyron Williams, 28% of snaps. Okay, that's a good sign. I like that. Uh, it's actually his best snap count of the entire season by far. The next best was 50%. Okay. However, just the week before, Kyron Williams had 70% of the snaps and Akers had 30%. I want to believe this is for real. I was talking about it earlier with a fluke or for real. I want to believe this is for real. I want to believe McVeigh is saying here, I'm sorry for all the weird emotional tension from the start of the season. However, we've said it before. I'll say it again. Do it again. I just, I need to see it again because it has not been Cam Maker's season. We called him a bust after like one half of football Yeah, in the kickoff to this season. Okay. Here's something else. He scored more than half of his total fantasy points on Sunday for the entire season. He scored more than half of it in just this one game. I know the Raiders don't have the best defense, okay? If you want to know, they average about 21 points, two running backs per game. Remember, you've made it this far without Cam Akers, okay? It's unlikely your team needs Cam Akers to make the playoffs, but you want to pick him up fine i understand it's it's exciting when you see stats like that from a player that you know is supposed to put that up but i think it's still a risk all around i see him do it again before i want to start cam Akers in my playoff run cam Akers, my risky start i'm worried about it all i'm uh i'm with you Wes. let's see if uh let's see if he'll do it he'll do it again <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. We'll do it again there. Let's see. That's a little deep cut for some specific for the trollers out there. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. A niche. Good time. A niche. I like it. A that. good risky start. I'll add on to it uh, with my, with my don't start here in just a little bit West, but I like it. Risky start came makers. Yeah. All right. Well then we'll, let's get, let's get some progress here and let's get to your <laughs> risky start as well. Noah. Yeah. Risky start. Uh, Mac Hollins. Okay. Like mm. Derek Carr. Mac Hollins has been playing some decent football lately as well. He has at least 11.2 fantasy points in four of his last seven games. Now, that stat can be viewed as a little, eh, or, or you can view it as a positive. And to be honest, I truly don't know where I stand on that stat. If I'm being, if I'm being for real, this is truly a risky start. Part of me thinks maybe, you know, the Rams have been seeing all the touchdowns to Devontae at. Adams over the last month and want to shut him down. And so Hollins has a decent game. And then the other part of me is like, yeah, it's Devontae Adams. So why would you start anybody else? You know, it's, 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 that's the case that I'm in there. So truly proceed at your own risk here, but with six teams on a bye week you could probably do worse at a fill in flex spot than Mac Hollins. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see here, but it's definitely definitely something that would truly be risky if you were to do it. But I could see your reasoning if you needed to. I I know that Raiders and uh, Miami Dolphins fans actually uh, know that Matt Collins is a talented receiver, can make some clutch plays on the sideline, can can score a touchdown when you know the game was on the line. He is a talented player. It doesn't always translate in fantasy, so I do think it is a risk. However, 
you know, there, there is a scenario that the Rams just put 14 players, including coaches, to cover Devontae Adams. And, well, you got to throw it to somebody. So I, I, I like the thinking that Matt Collins is good enough to be a risk, but is it, it is definitely a capital R risk. I think it is. I don't know. I, we'll just see because it would capital be fantastic. R, underline, if, bold, highlight, risky yeah. start. Exactly. It would be really fun if we came yeah. back for a Friday show and it was like, hey, so Matt Collins had 35 points because he had three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Risky. Or Hope you did it. Yeah. It was like, hey, once again, Devontae Adams had 15 targets and Matt Collins had three catches for 11 yards. So, yeah. We'll, we'll just see how that pans out. But yeah, we'll just see how it goes. All right, Wes, close us out with a don't start here. Who are, who are you just saying, nope, don't even think about it? I'm not starting Tyler Higby. And maybe going forward, but I'm do not start Tyler Higby. Okay. Higby has not been a reliable fantasy option for tight ends. I would say all season. Okay. He's had one game that was pretty good. Other than that, he's only scored more than 10 points once since week five. It just has not been his season, even without cup. What concerns me the most is not just that Stafford is out for the season, but it's that the Rams decided to run the ball 33 times yeah. on Sunday. And it wasn't just that it was like a surprise performance from Cam Akers and they kept the ball rolling. I mean, they had a lot of yards. I think it was 176 yards total on the ground. Here's the thing. They handed the ball off to six different players. Six different ball carriers. You know who else carried the ball? Bryce Perkins took a handoff. Do you want to, I mean, the backup quarterback took a handoff. That's what the Rams offensive coordinator, I looked him up because I wanted to figure out what the hell are you thinking? Liam <laughs> Cohen decided, yeah, I I'm going to put all of our quarterbacks in on this snap. I'm going to have one of my quarterbacks hand it off to the other quarterback that's the game plan. What? 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 33 rushes, including a, a quarterback handoff to another quarterback. Tyler Higby, even though he was tied for most targets for Sunday, if this is the kind of play calling we're going to be seeing going forward, especially if Cam Akers is for real, and this is the type of game we're, we're going to see more often, I'm not interested in this tight end, even if he has – the most targets, it's five targets for two catches or 14 yards. Forget about it. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, you, Wes, you alluded to it and called him, you know, he, he was a dud a few weeks ago. And then, you know, it's, I feel like Wes, I, don't, I, I feel like we might be partially responsible because Tyler Higby had a great first month of the season. And then when we yep. went to go see him in person, sure he did. started to suck. And uh, and I don't know what we did. I don't, I don't know what we did there, but yeah, Tyler Higby should not be started. I yeah, agree. The, with the Rams have not won since we walked out of SoFi. That's also another aspect. So you're welcome, know. you guys. Yeah, there you go. Super Bowl defending. Jake and Shelley. Sorry, guys. Yeah, shout out to Jake and Shelley. Thank you for the tickets. We've ruined your season. Sorry, anyway. we ruined your team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All right. guys. Close us out, Noah, for our uh, our Tuesday show here. Who's your don't star for Thursday night? Raiders at Rams. Yeah, it's sad, but don't start Kyron Williams. 
Oh, I know. Listen, I'm as big of a Kyron Williams truther as anyone. I love this guy. But I hate Sean McVay. <laughs> I don't know what this guy is doing with this backfield. And just <laughs> as we think it's time for Kyron Williams to show what he's got, you know, last week, plays 70% of the snaps. Nope, we get to see the Cam Akers that we all thought might come out this year. And it's just, it's a headache and one that I just don't really want a part of. You know, I, you've probably got better guys than Kyron Williams on your team. And as sad as it is, I'm actually planning on dropping Kyron Williams if I if I need a waiver ad here. Oh. Um, I think he's a guy who can be dropped just because going into the playoffs, what, are you going to take a dart throw on Kyron Williams? Like on this Rams offense who has nothing going for themselves? I don't think so. So it's it's just it's disappointing. And uh and I, and I think Kyron Williams can be can be dropped if you need to add somebody off waivers. However, 2023 Kyron Williams will be known. I guarantee it. Mark my words. <gasps> I don't I don't have a I don't have like a style line to say. I just think Kyron Williams is gonna show up next year. Ooh. And it may be wishful thinking, but I love Kyron Williams, big Kyron Williams fan right here, but don't start him and he can be off your team now if you needed to be. You you put it perfectly, Noah. It's a headache. It's a headache in the Rams back. You'll don't forget Daryl Henderson was their leading rusher when they cut him. They're like, yeah, we whatever. Get out of my yeah. life. Yeah. And it, it is a complete dart throw. Like if you need to start Kyron Williams, you are not making playoffs. So Yeah, and don't. I'm not hoping to be making dart throws in a playoff matchup. You know, that's <laughs> right. not, that's not my strategy. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's see what happens here. Yeah. No, I remember um sad. you 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 described it uh when you said don't start Dontrell Hilliard who got a touchdown just to scare you in a Thursday night, but he didn't. Oh yeah. That well, you, you phrase it as don't get cute. And I like that. I just, yeah. I'll just back you up. Don't get cute. Don't start some weird start like Kyron Williams. Just stick to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yep. Stick to Josh Jacobs for sure. Oh man. I have missed these Tuesday episodes. Wes this is wonderful. This is a good one. That is going to be all the time we do have for this episode, though. Wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a like and a follow and join us next time here on For the Troll Fantasy. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Write something funny in the review, and we'll give you a shout-out next time. We're on social media everywhere at For the Troll Fantasy, on Facebook, and everywhere else at just at For the Troll. Look for our mascot, Tidy the Troll, and make him smile by giving us a follow and joining us next time. Every Tuesday and Friday, I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fantasy. Fantasy.